Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Okay, I want to read you a beautiful review I received from Apple Podcasts, but first I want to thank you all for the five-star reviews and ratings, especially on Spotify, because I went onto Spotify and I saw that you guys have been reviewing there as well, or rating, I should say, and I really appreciate it. These five-star ratings and reviews are like gold to me. They help the podcast be found more. They help when you search on, actually even on Google, and you find my podcast and you see that people like it, it really helps. So we want to continue to build this community. And a good way to do that is these five-star reviews and ratings. If you haven't done it already, then please do. So appreciate it. Okay, so this review was on Apple Podcast. It is from my functional medicine doctor who I'm going to see this week and hopefully she will come on this podcast and talk about bioenergetic healing and uh, yeah, I have to ask her first. So, <laughs> okay, so here's the review. I love this podcast. This is from HRHND. I'm new to this podcast and I love your real raw approach. You are amazing and I am so happy to walk alongside you in your healing journey. UC is definitely not a pretty topic, but your approach is fantastic. I wish you and all of your listeners a green heart day, blessing and good health, Jessica. So nice. Thank you so much. And we are moving on. Oh, wait. No, I forgot I was going to move on to the topic, but I have so many important things to tell you before I move on to the topic. All right. So very exciting. Uh, You guys probably heard my episode, episode 32 on my review of Crohn's Colitis Lifestyle. I did a review of them when I did a discovery call. I did not do their program. I just did the discovery call. And I said I felt they weren't advanced enough. So Dane Johnson of Crohn's Colitis Lifestyle, who's the CEO and creator, he responded and we recorded an episode Uh, just a few days ago. So we are going to have him on February 23rd. It's an hour long episode. And he discusses so many great things, especially about the advanced topics of UC, such as even if you're doing well, like me, or maybe like some of you, how do you get off the strict diet? So I'm really excited to bring you this interview because I really think it's going to change your mind because it changed my mind. I said, oh, wow, they explore a lot of topics that I didn't realize. So, you know, now I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe the SHIELD program is right for me. Definitely tune in on February 23rd. And then we have Evan Botterman, who had the total colectomy and J-pouch surgery, and he is coming back to discuss being an extrovert with IBD, and especially during a flare, how did he handle that, and some tips for you. I have not recorded this one yet, but Jillian Little and I are supposed to record in a couple days, and she will be returning to discuss fecal microbiota transplant 
FMT, so basically taking someone's good poo and transplanting it into your microbiome. So it makes your microbiome much healthier. Jillian did this. Uh, It's going to be so interesting to hear about, but again, we have not recorded. So I just want to let you guys know that, yep, we have some interviews down the, I think last time I said down the pike, which doesn't sound right, down the path, down the, down the pipeline. There you go. Something like that. (laughs) Uh, I'd also like to know who you would like to see on this podcast. I would like to bring on Ginny Patel at some point. Her name keeps coming up. I think she would be great for this podcast. I have not reached out to her. Uh, I'm going to see if I can do that this year. People have asked me about Unique Hammond, who is known for the Bean Protocol. She's phenomenal. I mean, I've I've actually read some of her book and I've listened to some of her podcast and she's phenomenal. My only issue is with the Bean Protocol, you have to eat beans all the time. I mean, we're talking three meals a day. <laughs> and I had a friend who tried it and she just said, and this is someone who's very disciplined, very disciplined. And she said, I just couldn't do it. I, I was you know, after day three, I was going to puke looking at all these beans. So I'd be curious to know if there's more to the protocol where, okay, you don't have to eat that many beans, but maybe you taper off this bean protocol or or how it works. And I was looking at an Instagram post with Unique Hammond, and she said something about how she deals with the histamine intolerance of beans and how she prepares beans. And I think Dane Johnson talks about that as well very quickly in the episode coming up on February 23rd. So if anyone's interested in Unique uh, Hammond, let me know. I can reach out to her and also let me know who you want to see on this podcast. Who else with ulcerative colitis or an ulcerative colitis expert? Who would you like to see here because I always need suggestions. All right, so let's discuss today's topic of hair loss. I have danced around this subject. I think I spoke about it in one episode on side effects from prednisone, but I didn't really delve into the hair loss because (laughs) so many of you, I'm going to say, I'm just going to make an estimate because I know a lot of you that I would say like 95% of us have had hair loss, if not even more, because hair loss is associated with autoimmune, as everyone knows. And I was shocked when it happened to me. I was absolutely shocked. So I had my life-threatening flare in summer, going into fall 2021, and I decided to take prednisone. I did a 30-day taper. And if you read about prednisone online, they say that one of the side effects of prednisone is that it causes hair growth, not hair loss. However, I have read that it's the opposite. It actually causes hair loss with people who have UC or other autoimmune diseases. Interestingly, when I'm reading these reports of hair loss and prednisone, most people like me had a significant amount of hair loss at the end of that prednisone taper or after it had ended. Now, in my case, 
my experience was the latter. So two to three weeks after I finished my 30-day course of prednisone, the steroid, I remember just running my fingers through my hair and it would come out in chemotherapy-like clumps. I was absolutely shocked. I was shocked. I had no idea that something like this was going to happen. I just remember just sitting there going, what the hell is going on? And then it was really bad because it just kept getting worse and worse. And I remember brushing my hair because I always brush my hair before a shower and I have this large paddle hairbrush and I could easily fill up this brush two to three times per day. I began to dread brushing my hair or running my fingers through it. I remember when I removed a shirt or a sweater or a hoodie, my hair would hang all over it. I really dreaded, and I think you guys can resonate with this, I dreaded the shower. So after washing my hair in the shower, it would take me 15 to 20 minutes to clean up all the strands. It was that bad. Before this all happened to me, I was known as the woman with beautiful, lustrous black hair. I always say I didn't inherit the nice Colombian ass, but I did inherit the nice Colombian hair. I have very thick, curly, wavy hair that's very black. And I get, okay, this is going to sound egotistical, but I get a lot of compliments on my hair. I've had people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, your hair is so beautiful. Uh, In a very egotistical way, I had so much vanity that I didn't even realize around my hair. So I was devastated because I felt that this was one of my best physical features. And I know it's shallow to say, I know it's superficial. I know when you're in a life-threatening flare, there's way more important things in life. And of course, I pride myself as highly spiritual and metaphysical, but this is a truth. This is a truth. And also coupled with that, I wasn't growing up, I wasn't like the hot you know, teenager or 19-year-old girl or that hot girl in college. So I always really, I guess, prided myself on my hair because at least I had that, right? (laughs) At least I could hold on to that. So I, I never even knew how attached I was to this aesthetic quality of my body. It actually shocked me. And the fact was that this hair loss was not listed as a prednisone side effect, which made it even more shocking. So it's one thing if you are undergoing chemotherapy. I think everyone in the world knows that there is a 100% chance of hair loss with chemotherapy. I think everyone knows that, radiation or whatever. But if you're reading online that it causes hair growth and then it's hair loss, it's even more shocking. So again, the life-threatening flare occurred around summer, fall 2021. And then I end my prednisone taper the last day of October. And then a few weeks after that, I started to lose my hair. So let's say I didn't start losing my hair really until second week of November, 2021. So on November 5th, and I have this written down, November 5th, 2021, this was before my hair loss. 
I made a mistake and I want to share this mistake with you, especially if you're on prednisone and you haven't lost your hair, which is great. And you may not lose your hair or you may just lose a little bit, but I just want to tell this story in case this happens to you. This is my warning story. If you have hair like mine, I have incredibly thick hair. I have a lot of hair and it's, (laughs) it's, um, I have to make an extra long appointment because when they cut my hair, they have to straighten it and blow dry it and it takes forever. I once cut it short and donated most of my hair to Locks of Love. This was years ago. And I was told they could make at least two wigs out of it. So on that fateful day in on November 5th, 2021, I requested the usual. After cutting my hair, please thin it out. So the stylist who I've been going to on and off for 10 years because I've moved and moved back, thins my hair with special shears. And so then she straightens it and it looks shiny and perfect. So then after this happened on November 5th, Two weeks later, the hair loss began. And I had wish I had known this because I wouldn't have asked her to straighten it. <laughs> and I just want to warn everyone if you're on prednisone about that. So then I go to visit my stylist again after my hair has been falling out nonstop. I visit her on January 5th, 2022, and she confirms that I had lost 40% of my hair. Now, later, because she didn't want to freak me out too much. She said, I think you lost more like 50%. (laughs) I think you lost half your hair. At that time on January 5th, 2022, I appreciated her honesty and she was very sensitive. She affirmed that in her over 40 years of hairstyling, hair always grew back, whether it was due to stress, chemotherapy, radiation, autoimmune disease, medication, it would grow back. She had a very similar situation happen to her. She also believed that the hair loss occurred because of the flare and all the malnourishment and what happened to my body. Her opinion was that a small portion of the cause of hair loss was prednisone. I'm not sure I 100% agree with that because the timing was too much of a coincidence. So besides the timing of getting off the prednisone taper and this happening, I was reading similar stories online as well. I would just guesstimate that this hair loss was caused maybe 70% by the flare and all the malnourishment and 30% by prednisone. Uh, That's what I had thought a while ago. Now I would say the number's more 50-50. The good news is my hair is growing back beautifully. My hairstylist said to me that it has not looked this good. Keep in mind, she's been my stylist off and on for 10 years. She said, it has not looked this healthy and this rich and this shiny and my scalp is so healthy. She said, she hasn't seen this with my hair ever. She said, it is growing back so beautifully. And I wanna tell you that because for all of you that are like, you know what, I just give up on my hair growing back. And and if you do, and if you want to keep your hair short or bald, God bless, because I will say this, it's been growing back for almost a year and a half now, let's say a year and three months. 
and it's been a pain in the ass because you guys know what happens. It's, it grows back and then there's all these weird short strands and you can't get them back in a ponytail. You can't smooth them down. And even when, if I straighten my hair, it still looks bad or it still looked bad. So it's a real pain in the ass if you have your normal longer hair and then you're trying to grow everything back. And what happened with me was the hair from the bottom of my head, right? From the, if you think of my head and you split it in half and the bottom half didn't lose any, it was all the top half. (laughs) So it looked really odd. There were all these bald patches. I remember, and you guys have to do this because this is such a good litmus test. When you go to the grocery store and you're going through the self-checkout, at least my self-checkouts, they all have video. And I swear that is the best litmus test to see if your hair is growing back. It's embarrassing because you're <laughs> you're looking at yourself in the video and checking out your hair. But you know what? At that point, who cares? I do it all the time. And I see if I have any bald patches left. I see if it's growing back, you know, very well and the thickness is back and it is. If this were to happen again, where I had this massive hair loss, I would shave my head bald because I cannot take, again, the some of the hair is, is grown back, some of the hair isn't, I can't put it up, it looks like a nightmare for a year. I just, I'd rather be bald. Honestly, I really, I really would. So you have to understand that hair grows half an inch monthly. So if someone normally wears their hair very short, like a pixie cut, or for the men out there that wear their hair short, it won't take much time at all. But my hair was long. And I remember in May 2022, because I wrote it down, that the hair that's growing back was at the wispy stage where it sticks out everywhere. And I resembled a crazy lion upon waking. It was so funny. So I would wear my hair up in a butterfly clip or a rubber band all the time. I would also like to mention before the massive hair loss period and during the hair loss period, my hair follicles were inflamed. They were sore. I could only wear my hair up for small amounts of time to I couldn't wear it up at all. It was as if the follicles were just in pain. So if that happens to you, that may be a warning sign of what may be coming. Please don't freak out if you're listening to this because it may not either. Maybe if you stimulate your follicles and massage your head and you put in you know, special oils and everything, it will help. Like I said, Today, my hair is growing back. It looks like I'm growing out crazy bangs. That's what it looks like to me. It still isn't there. My hairstylist said that it won't be back to looking normal, normal until May 2023. Right now it's February 2023. She said, once we go spring into summer, your hair is going to look completely normal. So far, she's been right the whole time. I wear the top half of my hair back in a clip and I look really funny. I look like pebbles from the Flintstones. And if you guys, you'll see me on video. If you didn't see the newsletter, you will see me on video for the February 23rd episode with Dane Johnson because I'm going to have a video component of that. And you can see what I mean. I have this, (laughs) I really look like pebbles from the Flintstones, but there's nothing I can do because I did another interview with Evan Botterman, you'll see that one, and I kind of flattened it out and it actually looked worse. So 
you got to do what you got to do. I think I look funny. I think I look kind of cute and ridiculous, but what are you going to do, right? I can say now that I really feel that my hair has pretty much 100% grown back. I have read reports in which a UC patient's hair grew back with no problem. Others now have permanently thinner hair. Others have permanent hair loss. I try to brush my hair. I try to massage my head with my fingers to stimulate the follicles. I have mixed feelings about these hair growth herbs. I took them for a couple months. I don't think they did much. My hair just grows a half inch a month. You'll talk to people. I have a friend who had hair loss and he said that his hair grows much faster than that, which is awesome. But for me, I can recommend if you want to DM me, there's hair herbs that I took. I don't think they made much of a difference. I think what makes a difference is getting your nutrition back and the ability to absorb minerals and all of that. I will say there is a hair oil. If you look at Banyan Botanicals, they make a hair oil and I have it and I have, you know what? I should use it today actually. And if you put it in your hair, it really helps stimulate the follicles and it also helps give some more nutrients to those follicles. So if it were me, I would do the stimulation of the hair follicles and massage your head a lot before I would go out and spend money on the herbs. And the oil is not a bad idea, but you know what? You can do that for cheap. Like you can do that with sweet almond oil, which costs five bucks. You can do that with coconut oil. Joanne Pavin talked about that. Coconut oil costs, I mean, it's not, it's expensive now. All groceries are expensive now, but compared to the fancy Ayurvedic oils, you can go out to your grocery store and get a huge thing of virgin unrefined coconut oil. I just got it for $10.99 in the New York area. So, and that can last you, I mean, a year or more. And you can use it for your skin and all sorts of other things. You can use it to cook. You can use it, you know, you get the point. So just massage the head. I really felt that that helped. My hairstylist said, best thing you can do is massage the head. She's been right on absolutely everything with my hair so far. And I do have to say, the funny thing about my hair, God bless you if you don't have this problem, is I was told by my hairstylist years ago, I can't thin your hair out too much or it gets really frizzy. It's going to look terrible. And now I've experienced exactly what she's talking about. When my hair was thinned out to 50%, it was so frizzy. It looks so bad. Even if I straightened it, it looks so bad. I just want to say, if you're on this hair loss journey, there's going to come a point to where you accept it, which is hard, trust me, and you cope with it the best you can. And you will start to feel that everything becomes much better because you've accepted the outcome. I've, I've talked to people that you see who are just like, you know what, I give up on my hair. I'm just, I keep it short. I wear hats. I wear scarves. I shave it bald. I've, I've done it all. And some people look really good bald. And this includes women too, because often women <laughs> were taken out of this category. And I think women, a lot of women look beautiful bald. So just play with the hairstyles, play with what works for you. If you get to a point where you shave it off, 
try to be confident with that. Try to go out and be like, you know what? I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Now that the initial shock is over and my hair's growing back, I have to say I still have confidence issues. I still wear my hair up in that clip around the house with my husband. I never wear it down because it just looks weird. Like again, like bangs are growing out. And I think there's part of me that's embarrassed because (laughs) there's still that unfortunate connection to the vanity of my hair, even though I've been through all this that I'm trying to come to terms with, but that's just who I am. And I have a wonderful partner who always tells me that I look beautiful. I like to think of myself as a metaphysical and spiritual person who knows better, but maybe I don't. (laughs) I have learned to take healthy hair for granted. I will never do that again. This year and a half has proved challenging to adapt to a new normal with hair. And I do the best I can, but I'm adjusting. You know, I'm, I'm still adjusting. I am hoping that in May, June 2023, my hair will be back to normal. But again, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. I will say that the changes in my diet being much, much healthier and taking supplements and minerals and all of that has incredibly, has helped incredibly with my hair and its health. So again, if you're going to focus on anything, keep focusing on your overall health. And I believe that your hair will absolutely improve. I do wish you luck on this hair journey. I want... To tell everyone, when this episode comes out, I will put a picture of my hair loss so you can see it and you can see how thin my hair was to my new hair that's growing back in because the hairstylist showed me and I think I was holding the hair. I can't remember, but one of us took a picture of it so you can see clearly what that hair loss looks like. So definitely, even if you're not into Instagram, just check out my Instagram today and just see so you understand for yourself. It's at two inches off the ground. Other than that, I am excited for the next episodes that are coming up. I'm excited for all these wonderful guests Please keep DMing me at two inches off the ground, emailing me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. I have my UC book on sale in my shop. I have two meditations for UC, so you can look at everything in the show notes. Other than that, in my household, when we have a perfect poo, you know, you turn on the toilet and it's this long brown shit that's perfectly formed, no blood. You're so proud of yourself. We call that a green heart. I wish all of you a green heart day.